I I don't know. Maybe maybe Nikki Haley is trying to take a page out of uh, Ramaswamy's uh, or I mean, out of Trump's uh, uh, playbook when she calls Ramaswamy another uh, a debater on stage last night scum. Not just dis- I don't just disagree. You are scum. Well, and first thing I thought I didn't watch the debate live last night, but I've watched a bunch of the clips and read a lot of the stories. First thing I thought was, has she been getting advice from the Trumpet? I thought that was that was something that Trump might say, not everybody else who is supposed to be a little more cultured. Dr. Anthony Chergosky, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Mike. Thanks for having me. Did you enjoy, did, did you learn anything last night from the debate? Not a whole heck of a lot, yeah. Mike. I think this debate is pretty much the same as the previous two in the sense that it's unlikely to have much of an effect on the polls. The previous two debates did not change the fundamentals of this race in any serious way. Donald Trump was by far the front runner before those debates, and Donald Trump was the front runner after those debates. I think this will be the same. There were some signs at the beginning of the debate that the candidates may actually go after Trump, and the moderators aimed their question to get that kind of response from them. That was critical of Trump. They asked the candidates, why should it be you and not Trump? It makes sense to ask that question. After all, that is really the central question of the nomination process at this point, given Trump's by far front-runner status. Absolutely. If if number two is DeSantis or Haley at 16, 17 percent, and Trump's weighing in at 60-plus percent, of, of course they're trying to chip away at this gigantic lead. But uh, beating each other up, uh, I don't know, vote for me because the other guy is scum. I'm not sure that's very helpful. Yeah, I got in really personal terms, as you noted, Mike. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy noted that Nikki Haley's daughter is someone who posts on TikTok, someone who participates in the TikTok community. And Vivek was defending his own participation in TikTok, his own posting on TikTok, by saying that it's necessary to do that in order to connect with the younger generation. Of course, there's a lot of talk in the Republican Party about how they can best connect with younger voters. And Vivek, as the youngest candidate on the stage, had a certain perspective on that. Now, Nikki Haley was clearly annoyed at him for bringing her daughter into the conversation, and she reacted very negatively using the word scum. And that was not the only clash between Vivek and Nikki Haley last night. Vivek consistently went after Nikki Haley. He called her Dick Cheney in three-inch heels. And he also made a reference to the what seemed to be elevated shoes that Ron DeSantis wears. So a lot of it was a bit of comedy. A lot of it was some personal insults. At the end of the day, it doesn't really add up to much in terms of an impact on the polls, I think. But there were some moments that will be viral clips today, even as the race really remains unchanged and sure. Trump remains the clear front runner. Well, and yesterday, a conversation revolved around the abortion issue based on results from uh, races across the country. And, and one of my listeners wondered this morning, will the abortion issue cost Republicans in 2024? Because so many candidates are so firm on a national abortion ban, which is is not going to sit well with an awful lot of on-the-fence voters. 
Tim Scott, the senator from South Carolina, had an interesting position on that by trying to challenge his competitors to taking a stance in favor of a 15-week federal ban on abortion. Now, other candidates were not willing to take that leap, either because they said it would be impossible to get such a policy passed through the Congress, that was Nikki Haley's position, or because they simply do not favor a federal action on the issue. That was Governor Chris Christie's position. There's an interesting conversation going on in the Republican Party right now about the extent to which this is a policy issue, a messaging issue, or both. If it's a policy issue, then that would suggest that their policy stances are simply unpopular with the voters. If it's a messaging issue, then that would suggest that maybe it's not so much that Republicans are out of touch policy-wise, but they're just not communicating their stance effectively to voters. I'm not sure which one is the most accurate, but that's an ongoing conversation in the party. And that tension, that you know, level of disagreement, was reflected in the debate last night as some candidates talked about adopting new communication strategies, while others talked more in policy terms on the issue of abortion. And as you mentioned, Mike, abortion clearly played a major role in the election results on Tuesday. Right. And it's interesting to me that there seems to be a large group of individuals who want the federal government to make the decision, let them be the heavies or the nasties. And there is another group that says, never mind the feds. They don't know diddly squat about what's going on in my state. We should do it state by state by state. And both of those groups have a a pretty good argument and a large following for their perspective. How is that going to play out in a national election? I think that it will be a major issue in a national election. Now, as someone who did not participate in the debate, we don't necessarily know where Donald Trump stands on this issue. One of the key questions that has been asked of candidates is if a national abortion ban at some you know, at some point uh, reached your desk as president, would you sign that into law? Now, some candidates have dodged that question. Others, like Tim Scott, have said, absolutely, I would sign that into law. Now, Democrats are eager to make this a policy issue going into the 2024 campaign because they sense that Republicans are not doing well in terms of the policy position of the party, the messaging of the party, or some combination of the two. Now, as the clear frontrunner, we might wonder how Donald Trump is going to handle this issue. We don't have a very clear idea of that because he has not participated in the debates and he has already indicated that he will not participate in the fourth debate to be held in Alabama. But it's sure to be a major line of attack for Democrats in the upcoming election. And we'll see if Republicans can adapt. There's a lot of pressure on Republicans right now to figure this thing out. But there's not really consensus in the party about how to do that whole figuring it out thing. Right. Above and beyond the abortion issue, which, of course, is huge, uh, there's an awful lot of people uh, uh, that uh, that believe that uh, Democrats and the uh, and the uh, politicized uh, the DOJ and the FBI and and uh, uh, district attorneys across the country are doing everything they can to keep Trump's name off a primary, to keep him in court, to uh, 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 throw negative light on his family business in an effort to limit his popularity, which seems to be backfiring. Uh, Will they continue? They seem to be doubling down, even though the results of what they 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 want uh, are clearly not 
materializing. Yeah, this came up at the debate last night. To your point, Mike, uh, New Jersey, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie wondered how Donald Trump could run a campaign for president if, in his words, Donald Trump is trying to stay out of a courtroom and a jail. So we know that Chris Christie has been the fiercest critic of former President Trump, and that certainly continued in the debate last night. Now, to your point, we have some strong evidence across the board in all kinds of polls that Donald Trump's lead in the Republican field has increased substantially since he started facing increased legal issues. And we got another piece of evidence yesterday. Marquette Law School put out its most recent poll of Republican voters here in Wisconsin. Back in June, they found that Donald Trump only had a one-point lead over Ron DeSantis among Republican voters in Wisconsin. The poll that was released yesterday showed that Donald Trump has opened up a 20-point lead over Ron DeSantis among GOP voters here. So uh, I think it's clear that these legal issues have played a major role in the campaign and have contributed to Donald Trump's dominance over the field. Now, we don't know how this plays out in the general election necessarily, but it's clear that this has helped Donald Trump become the obvious frontrunner in the race. Yeah, certainly. Uh, as is always the case, more questions, less time. Uh, what are you doing at about 745 tomorrow morning? Hmm. Well, Mike, I can be talking to you. Well, hey, then write that down, my friend, Dr. Daddy. That is uh, Anthony Chergoski, UWL political scientist, and uh, always a fun guest to uh, talk with on the political issues, because unlike some of you listeners, uh, texters, I get the doctor to look at an issue from all sides, not just both sides, and certainly not just from one side. Thank you very much, Dr. Anthony Chergoski. We'll talk again tomorrow. Looking.